Hey there, it's Dr. Heidi. You're listening to It's Not Normal, It's Toxic, a podcast geared towards the things you may be misunderstanding about the difficult relationships in your life. I did not understand it when I was in it, but I definitely understand it now, and I want to share that understanding with you so that you too can find the courage you didn't know you had to make the changes you didn't think you could make. Hey, welcome back to Coaching with Dr. Heidi's It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast. I am Dr. Heidi, your host. My mission is to bring hope, healing, and freedom to those whose lives have been affected by toxic relationships and emotional abuse. Hey, the first thing I want to do today is thank you so much for sharing the podcast with people who you think may benefit. That is huge. Every day I'm starting to hear from listeners that are getting farther and farther away. So if you're far away from where I am and I'm talking about you, you know who you are because I've had some people contact me from the other side of the world. So I am kind of excited about that. I'm glad that I can offer some some hope or maybe just a little bit of information so that you guys can gain a little knowledge. I'm not going to lie, the topic today is a little was a little bit tough for me. Um, I was actually going to pretend I didn't see this request come in, but it came in four times from four different people. So that being said, I understand where you're coming from. When people and listeners and followers want to know, well, what does a healthy relationship look like then? Because I feel like I've been here for so long, I'm not even sure what I'm supposed to be expecting. So, wow, this is a tough subject. Um, a couple reasons why it's a tough subject. No one is perfect. We already know that. No relationship is perfect. So expecting perfection in a relationship is expecting too much. Relationships will let us down. There will be disagreements. If you've been in a toxic situation or an unhealthy environment, there will be triggers from previous experiences that you need to deal with in new relationships. But my saying that no relationship is perfect, I do not want to misconstrue the fact that you will justify yourself saying somewhere that's unhealthy because other people have it worse than you. Because Dr. Heidi said that no relationship is perfect, maybe mine's okay. Now remember, when I teach and when I speak, I make it very clear. I'm not telling you if you're in a toxic relationship. I'm going to give you the information you need so that you can decide if you're in a toxic environment. If you are raised in a toxic environment, if you're working in a toxic environment, if your friend circle is not the healthiest, that is for you to decide. I'm just giving you the tools to do so. So just because I'm alluding to the fact that nobody is perfect, we already know that. Don't think that just because somebody has it worse than you, you feel obligated to stay in something unhealthy because that is not what I am saying at all. So what I'm going to do is I actually asked the opinion of my husband to just, let's pick four topics that I feel like 
a healthy relationship has that an unhealthy one doesn't. They're not all inclusive, clearly. I, this could be a very, very long podcast. But the first one that I wanna talk about is one that I had no idea really even existed, but mostly because I never thought about it. Independence in a relationship is one of the absolute most healthiest things a relationship can have. We are supposed to complement each other. Coworkers are supposed to work together with their strengths. Friend circles are supposed to mesh together because everybody is their own individual. We're supposed to complement each other. We're not supposed to be clones of each other. We should each have our own friends, your own hobbies, your own interests, and your own personalities. You don't have to do everything together to have a healthy relationship. If you are in a spot where you notice that your friends and your hobbies and your interests and sadly even your personality is starting to disappear, we want to think about your relationship. It's your independence that makes you you. And it's your independent it's their independence that makes the other people in the relationship them. If you are in a relationship where you've been stripped of your independence, you're no longer you. It is our independent qualities that attract people to us in the first place. It's your independent qualities and abilities that make your friends attract to you. It's your independence and your qualities that will cause somebody to hire you. A healthy relationship will respect and nurture the independent qualities to grow the strength of the relationship. You will have things obviously that you do together and if it's a marriage relationship or a dating relationship, obviously you like to be together. So you're gonna have things that you do together and a healthy relationship, you enjoy being together and you enjoy the time you spend together. In a toxic relationship, most will say they feel obligated to spend time doing one-sided activities as to keep you from becoming independent, successful, or strong. So anything that you enjoy or the friends that you enjoy or the hobbies that you like, if you're feeling like those are being stripped away and your independence is disappearing, I want you to really take a look at your relationship. I have a perfect example here. Um, if I haven't heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times, but remember I've been in healthcare for 21 years. Do you know how many spouses hate hunting season? And do you know how many men love hunting season? I should say wives hate hunting season, men love hunting season. Um, but I was never around hunting. My dad didn't hunt. He was a dairy farmer, so he was around all the time. And when my husband that I'm married to now, um, when we started getting serious, he did say, okay, but duck season opens on Thanksgiving day. So from Thanksgiving day till the end of January, probably don't make any plans and expect me to be around very much. And of course, in the beginning of our relationship, I was like, oh, you're going to be gone for two and a half months. Okay. Now guess what my favorite time of year is? I cannot wait for hunting season because I know for about two months, he will be completely out of my hair. I like to decorate. I like to redecorate. 
I like to redecorate the redecorating. I like to go through my closet. I like to do crafts. I like to chat with my friends. I do all of my year-end goals during hunting season. So I enjoy the time by myself and my independence. We get to do holiday parties with my girlfriends. I sometimes get together with my daughters. And I have really just embraced the hunting season as a time where I get to be independent and do a lot of my stuff. He loves being gone for whatever reason the hunting is the attraction. And you know what? I don't even ask. I just listen to his stories when he come back and then show him how I rearrange the living room. But that is something that, that my husband now instilled in me. I had to learn that it was okay to be independent. And I had to learn that it was okay to have my own hobbies. And I had to learn that it was okay to not be together 24-7 and still be able to have a really strong, awesome relationship. So you don't have to be around the same friend group all the time. You don't have to always have the same type of people around you because everybody, if everybody was the same and had the same personality and always did the same thing, how boring would that be, right? Right. So the first thing that I want to instill, and again, I'm not saying go try to fix this in your relationship. I'm just trying to present a few things that I feel like a healthy relationship has so you have some ground level to compare and make an educated decision on your relationships. So independence is an absolute must. Nobody wants a clone of themselves, okay? The second thing is there is a healthy mutual respect in healthy relationships, in healthy work environments, in healthy friendship groups, in healthy families. Um, a feeling of, the definition of respect is a feeling of deep admiration for someone elicited by their abilities, their qualities, their values, or their achievements. When you are in a healthy environment, it is not one of competition and it is not one of tit for tat. A healthy environment and a healthy relationship is one of believing in the other person and the qualities that they bring to the relationship and make that person unique. Respectful relationships build each other up. They do not tear each other down. Respectful relationships are not competitions. There may be some competitive sports stuff in healthy relationships, but there's not competition over power. There is not competition over parental roles or different roles in the household um, or different roles within the company. There is not competition over income. There is not competition over status or appearance or ability. Respect is accepting one the way they are and appreciate them for that. Respect brings out the best and the positive and brings out the full potential in people, partners, and coworkers. Knowing that there is a mutual respect in a relationship allows people to be who they are. It allows people to chase their dreams. It allows people to be silly. It allows people to speak their views. And it allows people to give respect in return without the worry of judgment or ridicule. Mutual respect feeds mutual respect. The more respect you give, the more respect you'll get. Respect by another who is important to us will keep our moral compass, our ethics, and our weaknesses in check. When someone respects you, 
the self-worth and your value rises to a different level. Respect in a relationship is a two-way street that allows one to carve their own path with encouragement and support rather than struggling every day to try and achieve their goals. Now, again, I'm not saying that you're not respecting someone in a relationship that may not be healthy. I'm just saying the mutual respect will come into play in a healthy relationship on its own. It's not going to be a struggle to convince yourself to respect somebody. Now the big one. So far we have independence and respect. The big one, if I had a live audience right now, I bet everybody could guess it. The big one in a healthy relationship is trust. We've all heard it. It takes two years. It takes years to earn it and seconds to break it. A second to break it and a lifetime to repair the damage. And in the in my coaching through my clients, I have heard this at least once out of every single client's mouth. Well, I have trust issues. Well, I find it really hard to trust people. Well, I don't trust anybody anymore ever. So in my programs, what I teach is people are not trustworthy. You won't know a person's trust level until you have known them for a long time. So if you're out dating, you're not going to know if you trust them in the first week and a half. I find that in healthy relationships, it's not as much about trusting another person as it is about trusting yourself. Trust in a relationship is of utmost importance. And I say that because without trust, what really do you have left? Unhealthy relationships will lead to untrusting habits. Lying, cheating, Misunderstanding, broken promises, humiliation, disrespect, all of these are things that will strip away trust out of a relationship. So if you have been involved in this type, it is no doubt you're going to, to say that you feel like you have, quotes, trust issues. Well, there's a newsflash. There is no way ever that you are going to be able to trust everyone. And there is no way that you will be able to keep up with who is trustworthy and who is not, who is harmful and who is not, who is healthy for you and who is not, who is lying and who is not. That is way too exhausting. My advice is on the trust issue is you don't have to trust others at first. You have to trust yourself. And by trusting yourself, I mean if you are coming out of, or if you've been involved in, or if you are currently in a toxic environment, we really don't know what we want. We have been living by others' demands. So when someone asks us what we want, we have no idea what we're looking for in a partner, what we're looking for in a friend, what we're looking for in a new job environment. If we have been burned before, then we certainly know what we do not want. So you don't have to know what you want exactly as long as you've learned from your past and you know what you don't want. This is where trusting yourself comes in. When you feel that you are with or in something that
that is not trustworthy, don't convince yourself that they're trustworthy. That is a red flag. And later, if it turns out that they were trustworthy, you were just being cautious. But trust yourself to choose yourself. That is how I teach the awareness of the toxic relationship and the toxic traits. We might see it, but if we choose to ignore it, we'll be right back where we started. So in the healing aspect of clients as they come out of my programs, they know the characteristics and the red flags of a toxic person like the back of their hand. So they don't have to worry about trusting everybody else on the planet. All they have to do is trust themselves to spot the toxic traits and choose themselves by exiting the relationship. If you trust yourself and you choose yourself, you are only going to attract trustworthy people into your close circle. The more you trust yourself, the more you will trust in others because the people who are coming around you are going to be trustworthy. By trusting yourself, you will do what's right for you, which is going to keep the unhealthy and untrustworthy people away. Those within healthy relationships value trust because hurting another would be untrustworthy. Being trusted in a relationship will lead to trust. Soon, if you have been working on trust, trust becomes the glue that holds a solid, healthy relationship together. It is not about trusting the other person. It is about trusting yourself with the value, feelings, and emotions of the other person. Trust will eventually be so strong that the thought of breaking it will break your heart. Trusting another isn't just making the decision to trust another. Trusting another is handing them your heart to hold in their hands and believing that they will take care of it the best that they can. In doing that, they must be able to trust that you will do the same thing with their heart or with their emotions or with their feelings. Trust builds a wall of protection that cannot be broken in a healthy relationship. It is about protecting the trust of the other with all of your power. You being trustworthy will lead to trust. And in a relationship where dual trust exists, there's less anxiety, there's less worry, there's less accusation, there's less stress. There's less of that overall sense of the bottom's gonna fall out. There's a less feeling of overall doom. If there is a dual trust relationship, it is priceless. Trust can be shattered in a second. Healthy relationships value trust. They put it on a pedestal and they protect it. As a team, as a group, as a team at work. Remember, when you are asking for another's trust, you are asking, they are asking the same thing of you. Do not ask for what you cannot give. It is not whether or not you can trust them. It is allowing them the assurance that they can trust you. Trust is a serious but beautiful thing. Do not take it lightly if you are searching for a healthy relationship. So, so far, 
we have independence, respect, trust. And the fourth one that I want to talk about today that I really believe is a key to healthy relationships is healthy relationships are fun. Healthy work environments are fun. Healthy friendships are fun. You look forward to the time that you spend with these people. Healthy relationships are built with your favorite people. The people that make you feel good about yourself. The people that bring you up. Spending time in healthy relationships is a calm and happy place to be. You look forward to going home after work. They look forward to coming home after work. Home happens to be your favorite place to be. Because it's comforting and it's peaceful there. Why would you want to leave once you get home from work? You look forward to work. If you look forward to work, you probably have a pretty healthy work environment. There's no drama with girlfriends. If you're looking forward to going out with one group on Friday night and not so forward to going out with the one on Saturday night, evaluate the dynamics of each group. Healthy relationships are fun and they're peaceful. Healthy relationships are fun and they are full of laughter. They are not judgmental and you are allowed to be yourself. Healthy relationships build you up. You can rely on healthy relationships. Healthy relationships have no expectations. When you do something for someone, you don't expect anything in return. When they do something for you, they're not expecting anything in return. Being in a healthy relationship, you're there just to be there because you can and because it's comfy and because it makes you smile. Nothing is demanding and you'll think of things like, what can I do to make that person's day better? What can I do to make that person's job easier? And you know what? Everybody will be doing the same thing in a healthy relationship. Being there for each other, reciprocating, and walking side by side. So with the four pillars that I pulled out for examples of what goes on in a healthy relationship, independence, respect, trust, and fun, if you have been wondering if you are in a place where your relationship may not be healthy, if you did not resonate with these, let's chat. Now, remember, no relationship is perfect because nobody is perfect. But not perfect and unhealthy are two entirely different things. So if, if you have not felt these type of qualities in your relationship, what I would challenge you to do if you haven't already is jump over to my website, coachingwithdrheidi.com, and take the toxicity profile analysis. Because if you're just beginning to wonder where you are on the level of toxicity, answering these yes or no questions will immediately give you a mild, moderate, or severe level of toxic traits you might have been exposed to. It doesn't get into the specific traits, but there is an option to book a paid consultation with me where I can specifically go over which traits of the unhealthy or toxic person you've been affected by, which will probably shed a little bit more light on exactly what your situation is like. So I hope I did some justice in um, giving you a feel for what goes on in a healthy relationship. Again, there's so much more that can be included in this. So um, again, I'm open to questions. Thanks for joining me today. And thank you for sharing It's Not Normal, It's Toxic podcast with anybody who you may think 
will benefit from it because as you know, people don't like to talk about emotional abuse. People don't like to talk about toxic relationships. So you may be the one by sharing it that changes somebody's life. 